0: And I also pray that Dr. James continues to make these amazing podcasts to describe to the youth, the young adults, and even the elderly of people who do not know the Bible as well as they think they do. To tune in to Dr. James' Walk in Truth radio station to understand something as simple as what and where God's word is coming from. Dear Lord, we continue to pray for his life, his health, his finances, his physical being as he expands and grows in your word, Lord, as he continues to share his life and his love with those who desire to listen to his word. Amen.
2: Joshua and um, who is he? well his name is Hosea Joshua's original name was in Hosea which means salvation Joshua's name was changed by Moses in numbers 13 and 16 let's go to numbers 13 and 16 I bet y'all didn't know that let's go to numbers 13 and 16 And when you get there, let me know. Numbers 13
0: and 16.
2: 13 and 16. Now, this is right after um, he tells them to go explore Canaan. Moses sends them up. And so you'll see, if you go to um, Numbers 13 and 16, and uh, when somebody get there, start to read.
1: These are the names of the men: Moses sent to spoil the land. Moses gave Hosea son of Nun the name Joshua.
2: So Joshua's real name was Hosea,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so just like a lot of people in the Bible, Joshua got his name changed. Just like um, Abram mm-hmm.
1: was Abraham,
2: right? Right. Peter's um, name was not Peter; it was Saul, right? It was, no, that no, was Paul. Paul. Paul to Saul, but Peter's name—did his name get changed?
1: Mm-hmm. Somebody Petros, I mean, he called yes. him a rock. Yeah, but
2: so like, so his name got changed as well. And so Joshua was a leader, but a, not a deliverer, and he was the guide, but not the giver. That's the difference between him and Moses. And he understood his position. Um, he was the successor to. On Moses and his, his name means, Joshua means the Lord saves and delivers. Mm-hmm. So he basically did what he needed to do. Now I gave you a lot of information Talked about he was first mentioned in Exodus 17 and 9 because he was a military leader.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And he started serving as Moses personal assistant in number 11 and 28. So he was Moses personal assistant. Now, the purpose was the fulfillment of God's covenant and promise to the patriarchs and they get to to give the land to their descendants. So let's go to Genesis. Somebody get Genesis 12 and 2. Somebody get Genesis 15 and 16. Somebody get Deuteronomy 34 and 20. And I will read the key verse, Joshua 21, 43 through 45. Who has Genesis 2, 12 and 2? I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be blessed. And so this is God talking to whom? Abraham, right? Yeah. He promised Abraham that this is what he would do. Who's, who's got Genesis 15 and 16?
1: In the fourth generation, your descendants would come back here for the sins of the can right? and yet reaches full measure.
2: So this is a continuing God's promise that your, his that Abraham's descendants was going to come back, right? Who has doing around to be 34 and 20?
1: You said Genesis 15 and 16?
3: Uh-huh.
1: What would you say Jerry? I'm sorry. Let oh, me go back. You said 15 and 16, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here. But it on the error Okay. I was wrong. Go ahead. No, he was right. you I, were right. You right? You're right. i was just checking myself. Oh, okay. So that's true. Yeah, no, no, you ain't mm-hmm. do that. I'll check. Who myself. has Deuteronomy
2: 34 and 20? <laughs> huh? I had to get a bigger word. Ain't Isn't Ain't on thirty-four and twenty? Uh-huh. Stop at twelve. Hold up, I might have <coughs> Let me see. Look, read 34
3: and Twitter. And in all that mighty land, and in all the great terror which Moses saw in the sight of his the law of Israel. Yeah. That is that it? Yeah. And he displayed great power and also mighty will all
2: of You read 34? 34 and 20. Hold on. And all that mighty hand. Moses who knew so, the Lord
3: of that's not what I wanted. Hold on. Let me make sure. Hold on. 334 2. What are coming from? Downstairs. And all its, no, the fatality, and the land of Israel and the Man- Manasseh. Yes, too. Manasseh. Manasseh. And all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea. He read, uh-huh. And the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho. Go,
2: yeah. Go back. Go start with one. Go one through, one through three.
3: And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountains of Nebo, to the top of Pishah, Pis, 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 Pisgah, Pisgah, uh huh, that is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all not. not and the land of Ephraim and the Manasseh and all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho the city of Palm trees unto Zorah keep on reading and the Lord said unto him this is the land which I swore, swear unto Abraham unto Isaac and unto Jacob saying I will give it unto these deep. I have caused thee to see with no thine eyes but thou shalt not go overly thither. So this is where Moses leaves
2: out. God shows Moses all what's going to go on and he can't walk over. All because he was what? Disobedient. And so now think about it. How, I don't know if it's cruel but think about it. You get to see, you get to see where people are going and you can't go there. Mm-hmm. How, how would you feel if it was Moses? So, Joshua's key verse, and so I'm going to repeat it. Joshua's key verse is 21, 43 through 45, and I will read that. Joshua's key verses, or it's 40, um, chapter 21, verse 43 through 45. Each of the, okay, so the Lord gave Israel all the land that had sworn to give to their forefathers, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he swore to their forefathers. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord handed all their enemies over to him. Not one of all of the Lord's good good promises to the house of Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. That is the key verse, because Joshua's position in Joshua is that God was keeping his promise. He promised Abraham that this is what he was going to do. Now, think about it. I just saw this popped in my head. I killed Moses to John the Baptist. He did all his work, but didn't get to see the fulfillment of it. John the Baptist did all his baptizing and said, the person before me, the person after me is going to do this. But he never got to see the fulfillment of it. And somebody else, the deliverer, gets to do it. Jesus and Joshua... Did exactly what he, they finished the work, and I'm just and it was Moses is pop- like a forerunner. Yeah, yeah, because Moses is, Moses Moses's job was to do certain amount of things, mm-hmm. discover, take the people out of the wilderness, baptize them, and show them that somebody else is coming. That was that was Moses's thing too. John the Baptist did the same thing. It was parallel, but they For never. Prayer. To, a right. They never got to see the fulfillment of it. Moses died before he could see God's fulfillment of Abraham's promise. Right, But he,
1: he got to see over to the promise.
2: Right? Yes. St. John the Baptist got to see who Jesus was, but never got to see the fulfillment of it. Right. And remember, we also we always know that Old Testament is the foreshadowing of the New Testament. And so those are two parallels that I didn't see before, and it just popped in my head that that's what Joshua is doing. He's finishing the work. Okay? Joshua is the author of the book. Um, It wasn't written to 800, but they said that the accounting was everything except his death. So he couldn't write about his death because he was dead. And so the next couple pages is a timeline of the Bible, and I give you all the way from Pharaoh's order to kill the firstborn all the way until we hit. Um, so I'll just give you a little timeline. Uh, so Joshua really comes into his um, being in 1406. And that's when he starts his commission. And this is where we talk about Rahab and the spies. And, you know, we talk about the famous uh, story of Jericho. But we have to understand that Joshua is more than Jericho. There's some lessons in Joshua that I didn't even see before. And as we go on, we'll see chapter after chapter how God works. And how Joshua allows God to work through him. Okay? So let's go. Let's talk about some stuff. We talked about Canaan. In Genesis uh, 10 and 6... We talk about Canaan. Let's go to Genesis 10 and 6. When That's when Canaan first was talked about on the scene. And everybody knows we have to go backwards. Well, not backwards, but we have to go into Genesis to really figure out where we're going. somebody get 10 and 6,
3: let me know and start reading. And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mazarin, and Foot, and Canaan, and the sons of Cush, Seba, and Habila, mm-hmm. and Sabata, and Ramaha, and Sabata. Is that right? Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. And the sons of Ramah, Ramah, Sheba, and Didah.
2: So, how we get. The Canaanites is from the sons of Ham. Okay, and if y'all remember when we talked about <coughs> stuff in um, Ezekiel, I did a whole descendant um, thing, and I think I put it up on here. Let me make sure. Let me exit. I did a descendant thing before, <coughs> so I'm not gonna be beating it. I'm not going to do that. But before we talked, I showed you guys in Ezekiel how everybody was related. And so Ham is one of um, the children of Noah's kids. Right. And so that's how we get Cana. Okay. And this indicates, and I'll give you the history of where Cana is, and we even talk about um, <coughs> it's, it's right now, it's more like a Palestine type of place. We have to understand that this line of Canaan is always always in trouble. Okay? It's always in trouble, and so they said that the Canaan's culture was based on the Babylonians. It begins with the introduction of the use of copper and bronze. The Canaan, Canaan became a uh, Babylonian providence, and it shared the civilization of the ruling power. The religious beliefs and deities of Babylonians is important the local bough, or Lord, of the soil made his way to Lord of Heaven. So they idol worship. Okay, One thing you have to understand in Joshua and in the other book of the Old Testament, it seems as if the Israelites keep forgetting who God is and resort to idol worshiping. They did it with Moses' time and they're going to do it in Joshua's time. Except can't wait. I can't wait till, till we get to chapter seven. Except God ain't playing with y'all. And it, it get it get real bad. It gets it gets it gets God gets cold. And I mean not in a bad way, but he gets like he does some cold thing. I can't wait till we get to that chapter. Um there's been some debate that um Joshua says that he did the whole entire land of Canaan and it was conquered by the nation of Israel. However, in Judges we find that not all Canaan was conquered during the time of Joshua. Okay. And so most view that the local independence tribes were conquered conquer, and also noted that they didn't destroy Canaan but took the land. So they're saying that Joshua didn't conquer all the Canaan. So he
1: didn't complete the mission? Correct. That goes into that with that 31 cities that he did? Yes, okay.
2: but I think the, what Joshua was thinking about was tribes and that's what the, the debate is whether it was tribes or the land. And all God told him was to take it. And most of the time, it was the tribes because when they were going to Joshua, they were destroying people. Right. And you know, they were taking land, but they also were distributing land. And this is what Joshua was supposed to do: supposed to conquer all this land and obey God first. Mm -hmm. Conquer all this land, destroy the people that were idolizing, and go there
1: and redistribute the wealth. And redistribute the wealth
2: because he promised Abraham that this is what he was going to do.
1: Now, Now, this isn't quite interesting. Uh, that's, that's what people get it confused. The promises of Abraham and the land contracts, and we're talking about land contracts between them and God, that has nothing to do with us.
2: No, because it, it's already been fulfilled.
1: Right. So when people be talking out the Old Testament, talking about talking as as if we have the same promise that Abraham had, we're not part of that covenant. No, because
2: the covenant's already been fulfilled. That's what Joshua's about. He fulfilled that covenant. Now how they lose the land is in other chapters. you see what I'm saying but he fulfilled the covenant he did what he said he was going to do and that's what the key verse in 21 said God did what he told Abraham was going to do Um, historically at the time the superpowers were weak the Hittites faded away Um, during this time Babylon and Egypt couldn't maintain (coughs) presence in Canaan so they couldn't stay in Canaan Um, Assyrians did not send their armies at this time um, the Ammonites said they refused. They refused the Israelites' passage. Uh, Sihon and all the Ammonites were defeated by the Israelites. Moab was forced to let them through, and the Midianites were also dealt with. So a whole bunch of people got dealt with during the time of Joshua, because it makes sense. Joshua was a military man, so he did. He strategized and he listened to God. Okay, so let's look at this author. Um, he was a successor to Moses. <coughs> he was a slave in Egypt. So he went through the 40 years of, uh, of exile when they were walking around the wilderness. Um, he was a witness to the plagues and the miracles of Exodus out of Egypt. And he led the troops against the Am- Amalekites in Exodus 17, 8-14. And he stood watch over the temporary tent before the tabernacle was erected. So he was Moses' armor-bearer. He was Moses' assistant. He was there. He was on charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And he was a, he was elected to be a spy by his tribe to come back with a good report. And as we know what the story says, he came back with a good report.
1: Him and Caleb.
2: Yeah, him and Caleb. Only two. So Joshua... He basically, he honored God. He knew who God, he watched, when you watch, you know, it's kind of like his bishop, he was watching his bishop do his thing, And so he knew who God was. And so he was able to be close to the man, which made sense for him to be the successor. Now, it wasn't guaranteed, because as we know, just because you think you're going to get a position don't mean that you're supposed to get that position. And
1: Caleb was just as qualified as he was. Correct.
2: Correct. And I, you know, I maybe because Joshua got his name changed and he got, that's how he got chosen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that, that you also have to know that Joshua wasn't no young man during this time. Word. Because he he was older because he went through, he went this 40 years in the, in the wilderness. He was a slave. He was a slave. So therefore, you know, he was seasoned. He might not have been as old as Moses, but he was seasoned during this time. So this is not a young man doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we'll look at the um, setup and how we are going into the chapters. Chapter 1, 1 through 5, uh, it's the entrance into Canaan. And if anybody understands Canaan and Jericho, Canaan Jericho was in Canaan. Uh, chapter 5, 13 through 12 is the conquest of Canaan. So they started in Jericho and had to keep on moving because, as we read before, he had a lot of places. We read all those places he had to conquer. And then thirteen through twenty-one is the division of Canaan. And when I talk about the division, it's the tribes got their property, their property rights. And then twenty-two to twenty-four is the obedience of Canaan. So that is how we're going to um, really we gonna bite one chapter at a time. We're going to bite it, but we need to understand that these this is not just about Jericho. That's not the only thing that Joshua did. He more than just Jericho, and I, I feel like that's the only time people go into Joshua is to talk about Jericho. Um, as you can see, I'm showing you the map of the land of Canaan at the time of Joshua. Joshua. You can see um, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Moabites, the Intervites, the Philistines, does anybody see that this this map is familiar? Anybody see the similarity, of Ezekiel?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: this is before the land got broke up. Right. So this is the same land. Um. This is the land before Joshua got to it. Right. So this is all the Hittites were here, to, but all these people had to be conquered. This is all their land,
0: right?
2: And so you see the Dead Sea, and that's all. This is all the same Mediterranean Sea. This is all the same section before it got broke up. Now, the reason I said that you look, look familiar—remember in Ezekiel, at the end of the book, it talked about how the, the division was going to go back, right, to the time of Joshua,
1: right?
2: And so when we get more into the chapters, we'll see that Joshua actually did give the uh, tribes of Israel and broke it up because that was his job that's what he was supposed to and it talks about we're going to talk about the division of land in 13 through 21 Mm -hmm. (coughs) now we're also going to do a lot of comparisons and you can look on your paper because it didn't didn't do it right to Moses and Joshua Um, we talk about sanctifying before the Lord Moses, Joseph did that in 3 and 5 Moses did it in 19 and 10 and so <coughs> this list right here is going to show you that while we go through the chapters we're going to compare what happened during Moses time and Joshua's time and a lot of times you would think that once we learn a lesson we would behoove it but we repeat the same mistakes over and over again now mind you I can't always blame the Israelites because most of the people who make mistakes during most of the time is dead.
3: Right.
2: But you would think that the children would know what their parents went through and won't repeat their mistakes, but as we know in, in history, children usually make a lot of times repeat the same mistakes of their family, generational parents. Even
1: though they weren't exposed to it. Yeah,
2: even though they weren't exposed to it. In unintentionally. So there's a lot of times um um uh, they have uh, uh, parallels. So for instance, Moses started his um, ministry at 80. So did Joshua.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: 80 years old right. is when they started their ministries. So there's a lot of parallel um, incidents in it. And I'm, we're going to talk about that as the chapters go by. Because I think it's interesting to know that Joshua seen some of this. Mm-hmm. It's also a lesson too that I want you to be aware of. In Joshua, God tells you what he's going to do. And then he does it in the next chapter. He always tells Joshua first, this is what I'm going to do and how to implement it. And then he does it. It was important that Joshua was, I think it was important because Joshua knew the law because he was with Moses while Moses was given the law. He was with Moses while Moses was sitting and passing judgment against people. Remember he said, y'all go ahead and elect one person and do whatever and whatever the hard cases are come to me. Well, Joshua was sitting right there with him, so he learned a lot of the. He had on-job training, on-the-job training, for what God was preparing him to do. That was a heavy load for him because he he was always with Moses. He was a military person, and so he was learning a lot and he saw a lot and he also made the same mistakes that Moses made in a different way. You know, we get a little bit of faith. And we say, God, I believe you. Then when something bad happened, we get scared and say, Why are you forsaking me?
1: And then he had to reinstitute the law because in that forty years in the wilderness, didn't nobody get circumcised. Correct. And he had to recircumcise. And Joshua had day. to do the same yeah, thing that Moses back. had to do, yeah. all
2: that stuff. So it's a very juicy, juicy book. It is very juicy. It's very interactive. And it's a lot of things that and Joshua is, is hitting. I'm, I'm already in chapter seven uh, and finna go into eight, and I'm like, I'm really excited about what Joshua is really teaching. And so, what I want y'all to understand is, this is not just the battle of Jericho. Joshua is way more than the battle of Jericho. I fully, like, I believe, we do him a disservice, this book of disservice, when we only focus on the battle of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Only, only on red hair. Yeah, and are on Rahab, yeah. because it's for real. Rahab at the story. She yeah, she was she 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 helped them out. But Ra- Joshua is way more than Rahab and Jericho.
1: And, it, and what you just said is so important. We've made Rahab this big story, and really she's just a player in she's a bigger a story. She's yeah, just a she's character. A par- she's just a character.
2: She's just a character because in reality Joshua Joshua when we read the book he don't really acknowledge her. He said, okay, we're gonna keep our promise. But he ain't really focusing on her. He's focusing on doing what God told him to do. And it's, a, it's it's a very it's very juicy and it's very, it's more than I thought it was gonna be. He said, ooh, it was Joshua. Just even knowing his name wasn't Joshua. That his name got changed. It was, I'm like, oh, his name got changed? Like,
3: ooh,
2: I didn't know that. But doing the research, you find out his name. It's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But we gloss over that. Right. We just assume his name was Joshua.
1: It's what tribe was Joshua from?
2: Joshua was from... Because
1: what Brady had that question as I was studying it, I was like, okay, what tribe was Moses from? And I said, okay, I what even tribe even was Joshua that, was from?
2: I don't know. I don't even think that they really was from no tribe. Because the tribes, I don't think... I don't know the answer to that. I have
1: to research that because okay. I don't. And I'm gonna research it
2: too because I, I don't. I didn't know that Moses was from a tribe. It was like Moses just appeared. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. I mean, but he had to be because maybe because we don't have his father's name, we have his mother's name, and maybe we I need to look back through his mother's lineage. Yeah. She was a Jew. She was a Jew. Yeah. Let's
3: see.
1: Because I don't see anything in the Bible so far that tells me where Moses is tribe relation from. Joshua probably it because he's the son of none and we could probably
2: he's a yeah. So the Nun is a tribe, isn't it? Yeah. He's the son of none. Let right. me see. Well, I know what. To I don't call. get you
1: sidetracked, but that no, no, I, no, you might know no, that. no, no,
2: no, no, that's not sidetracked because basically the introduction is expanding on it. And I think that's important to know. Uh, and I'm going to look that up right now. You didn't get me sidetracked. It.
1: Was is a tribe. Ephraim is a tribe. Yeah. Yes. So that's where you are from. What? Well, what you got? What is, it uh, what is that? It said according to uh, the books of incidents and numbers, Joshua, he was Moses' since He became the leader of Israel, like tribe, after the death of Moses. His name was Hosea. Ephraim. So Jeremy's correct. I'm He's from Eason. the tribe of Ephraim. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: All
2: right. He was
1: Thank tribe. you, Jeremy. That was
2: good. Thank you. Hosea, the son of Nun, the tribe of Ephraim. But Moses called him. So let's see where tribe Moses was from.
1: I work that Google now, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. <coughs> The Levite. That makes, makes sense. Man. Right. Because Aaron was a Levite, like, and that was his, his bro. brother. He's right there in front of us. Just never, I've never heard anybody talk about Moses' tribe, but okay, that makes sense. If Aaron is his brother, he has to be a Levite. Okay.
2: So Joshua was from Ephraim, which makes sense, Mm -hmm. and Moses was from the the Levite, which makes sense as well because Aaron was a Levite. Okay, thank you. The the Levites were the the priests. The Mm -hmm. Which makes sense, and so his all of them were from there, and nobody know if we don't, nobody know who his father was.
0: Right.
2: So that's you know, guess his father wasn't important. Um but i I'm sure she was married. was somebody knocking Is somebody knocking oh, we do have a father for Moses Amram. Amram Amram is the husband of Jebed, the father of Aaron and Moses and Miriam okay. Alternative spelling of it—they have alternative. So that's in in the book of um, Exodus. Mm-hmm. So I wonder where it is in Exodus because I never seen that Oh, Exodus two one through ten mm-hmm. she tells us who's the father of of Moses. She had to be married because I mean, right. They would have said that she wasn't. Exodus two one through ten. Hold up, a man of now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and they became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Well, look at that. It's been it was sitting right there in our face. All
1: right.
2: So his dad and his mom was a Levite. Mm-hmm.
1: Huh. Now, Daniel, I want you to understand. Only a Levite could be a priest, but all Levites weren't priests. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Only Levites could be a priest, but all Levites weren't priests.
2: So, um, I just wanted, the, the introduction is not that long, it's real short, but I want y'all to understand who Joshua was. This is, this is, uh, this is we need to know who his name is, I'm going to repeat that a couple of times, For whatever reason you think I'm repeating it what his real name was, was Hosea.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that he, in Joshua means the Lord saves and delivers. Mm-hmm. So, he went from salvation to a deliverer God uh but not the giver. So, Joshua had to remember, he wasn't the person doing this, God was. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if, uh, and you know what, I'm just going to kick myself. Because I and Jeremy we'll looked it up, and it's on my introduction. Joshua means the Lord and he is the son of Nun, grandson of Ishmael of Ephraim. Mm-hmm. Ephraim was a part of the house of Joseph along with the house of Man- uh, Manasseh. Manasseh. Mm-hmm. The house was named after Joseph's young son. Joseph was the son of Jacob. So he's from the line of Jacob. Joshua is. Mm-hmm. And he's one of Joseph's um, grandkids, great grandkids.
1: And just think about it Just like Joseph, Joseph uh, uh, saved them from the famine mm-hmm. in Egypt. Moses saved. He them. was
2: not the. He was. He was. He was. A, he was a leader, not the deliverer. Right, not the deliverer. Because Joseph wasn't the deliverer. Right. He made God. sure they just they got fed. Right. That's another one. So he did exactly. Who was knocking on the
1: door. They pulled up.
2: Um. So he was just like his grandfather. He put his position that's very interesting on how your lineage, you don't know who your people are. But I want you all to understand, Joshua is a really, really good book. Um, There's a lot of stuff there. It's a lot of similarities to Moses, but he is a, a character, not a character, but he is a person in his own right. And so that, if you don't get anything else out of this, Joshua is more than Jericho and Rahab way more. So next week um, we'll have a quiz. It might be a couple minutes late because I'm supposed to go to a meeting, but I might not go. Uh, And then we'll start chapter one. Okay? So I gave you this introduction. You ain't have to fill in the blanks. But I guarantee you his name and what his name mean and where he's from and the key verses on the quiz.
1: And something else. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast. I would like to encourage and invite all those who are in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come out and worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Our Bible study times are 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. All are welcome. Please come join us, worship with us, and learn with us. Bring your smile, bring your faith, and bring everything you know about God. We really love the interaction, sharing, and the fellowship. So come on out and join us. Every Sunday, 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. And at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. every Tuesday at the same address. I'm looking forward to meeting you and enjoying the fellowship with you. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged and be at peace. See you on the other side. Hey,
0: Pastor Jay, it's me, Gloria. And you're right. I definitely do learn. I learn something different from you every time I listen to one of your podcasts. And you reveal things to me that I never thought of in the ways that you say them. And I'm glad that you say it. In a simple way for me to understand. Because let me tell you. I don't know how many sermons I've seen on TV where it's like, uh, what? What did they say? And then I get frustrated and turn away. I never once wanted to turn away from your podcast. Because you totally describe everything before I can even ask the question. It's like you answer the questions before I can even ask them. And I truly appreciate your Appreciate your podcast.